Hello everybody and welcome to episode 3 of The Labyrinthine Eyes. I am joined once again by my co-host Joshua, or Josh, I'll call me Joshua. <laughs> <laughs> and you could just call me Luna, it's just easier. <laughs> it's just so much easier. Okay, so today, like once again, we both have stories that we want to share, just stuff that kind of caught our interest. Um, a little bit later, we will talk, I'll, I'll go ahead and give my small little somewhat review on Gremlins because I actually did watch it. Josh sat me down and we watched it and um, I will also have, a, it, it's my turn to do a movie homework. So that'll come up towards the end as well. So we're going to go ahead and start with Josh's pick first and then we'll move on to mine and yeah, here we go. Well, I recently went on vacation to Las Vegas, Nevada for like the millionth time for me. It's my destination of choice. I like to throw my money away in machines because I got nothing better to do with money. And then, But there's also tons of entertainment there, especially of the spooky variety. I went to the Haunted Museum for the third time. And I know I told you I was going to do something local to our area, but I forgot what those were after I sent them to you. <laughs> and so I fucking figured since uh, I went to the Haunted Museum and we had personal experience with uh, this certain thing multiple times, I could read up, I could tell you about it. So today I'm telling you about Peggy the Haunted Doll. So Peggy comes is this doll, old school looking doll one of those tall ones that is as tall as like the girl that probably owned it curly blonde hair um probably not gonna show you the picture of her because she because she's very well known even if people look at pictures of her they have experiences with her and you're kind of open to bad things with the paranormal yeah where i'm fucking welcome at all and i just laugh at it and nothing bad happened to me yet Hmm. Or this is why I'm single, so <laughs> I just keep testing it. <laughs> so she's got short blonde hair, basically looks like the youngest Brady daughter. Yes. Pretty blue eyes though. Hmm. Uh, it's always a bitch with pretty blue eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but she isn't so innocent. She's actually possessed by an impish spirit. Apparently, according to multiple sources of psychics out there that have investigated her. British paranormal investigator Jane Harris reported over 80 cases of being of people having chest pains, nausea, debilitating headaches after looking at photos or videos of Peggy. Some of you recall they saw visions of mental institutions combined with intense anxiety and one claim Peggy gave her a heart attack according to the Daily Mail. Harris, who runs an org organization called Haunted Dolls, was sent was sent Peggy by her previous owner and claimed the doll was haunting her dreams. She'd wake feeling hot and shaken. Horse said Harris. Harris said, "Not horse." I'm not speaking of the power four from the Bulls in 1991. <laughs> speaking of a lady. Sorry for the, the miscommunication. No matter where she moved the doll in her, into her home, this is Harris, not horse. The nightmares persisted. She apparently sought the help of local priests, but two visits later, there was no change. After the woman suffered from fever and hallucinations, she ultimately stumbled across Harris's website on Google. And as you do, most of us find random, weird things when we're looking for answers. <laughs> when she recovered, she saw no other option but to get rid of the doll, as she was convinced it was the center of what was causing all her pain and suffering. Harris's crack team, along with the highly specialized members of the Haunted Doll social media group, have deducted that Peggy is possessed by a spirit of a woman born in 1946 in London who died of chest condition, possibly asthma. Possibly asthma? Yes, possibly <coughs> asthma. If it's a young girl, I'm assuming it's asthma and not a heart attack, unless she was eating a lot of 1940s Burger King. I mean, wasn't that like their lifespan wasn't very long back then, right? Well, lifespan was decent, but not in the 40s. So this girl, this, this girl possessing that little imp. I, I don't know how an imp lived, because an imp is, isn't mythical. An imp's like a little dwarf thing, isn't it? Uh, 
kind of. <laughs> but really. Apparently, this imp lived in the 40s in London, <laughs> died of asthma, and she hated clowns, presuming <laughs> because clowns are the creepiest thing besides dolls. Uh, the four different psychic mediums who have studied Peggy all say that she is restless, frustrated, and previously persecuted, possibly with ties to the Holocaust. Peggy's original owner isn't the only woman who has reportedly been tormented by the doll. Harris says that, that droves of people have come forward with similar accounts, ranging from their computer freezing when they looked at Peggy's pictures to, to the room going cold and light bulbs blowing out whenever they mentioned the doll. See some? Fucking you up right now because I'm just talking about this damn bitch. <laughs> Fucking little Brady bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry, Peggy. I love you. <laughs> We're just kidding. Like I told you when I first saw, when I last saw you, I missed I missed you and I was happy to see you. Oh my gosh. I will buy you that toy. I I promised. Harris says when people contact her about these incidents, taking Peggy into an isolation area and kindly asking her to stop tormenting strangers usually does the trick. So you're just going to be nice to her? Yeah, I'm always nice to her. <laughs> Could you don't, please? Yeah, because I'm very nice to Peggy. I like Peggy a lot. She's she's adorable. With Peggy, it's the only wi- with Peggy, it's only while when people are looking at her and watching her, it seems to be afterwards, too. I don't... Sorry, I'll cut that out because I don't know what that was. Okay. <clears throat> we have been told she affects people's dreams, Harris says. She recently visited a lady in her dreams, warning her about one of her cats. The next morning, the lady found her cat very ill and sadly died the next day. Although Harris has had many offers from other psychics to take Peggy off her hands, Harris and her pals at the Haunted Dolls are hanging on to her for research. So this must be an old story because she is currently at the Haunted Museum in Las Vegas, owned by Zach Baggins. And Zach Baggins has the money where he probably just wrote her a blank check and said, give her to me. Yeah. In order to do the work I do well, I do well. I have to approach each case as a skeptic initially, look for normal explanations for things. If it were one or two occasions that there were happening on, I could do that. But with Peggy, I just don't know. There's something more, Harris says. Harris also says, Just the other night, we held a session with her, and I made lots of notes as the pendulum was going crazy. The next morning, I couldn't find my notepad anywhere, and when I did find it, I couldn't even reach it. Note, the notebook was later found on the beams of her basement ceiling. The, my husband had to use a ladder to get it. Many people who saw the pictures felt that she did not want me to tell people the information I had gained. If you've made it this far into Peggy's warped saga, then please allow us to apologize in advance if this article brings you nightmares or headaches. This is from the article. <laughs> overall, overall frustration that somehow committed two minutes to reading a story that you probably think is total bull. Or is it? <laughs> I also apologize if any of our listeners are getting current headaches or have nightmares tonight. If you do experience any faintness of breath, please let us know. You can, uh, okay, this is all from the thing. So that's pretty much the backstory of Peggy. Now, Peggy's, like I said, is currently in the Haunted Museum, owned by Zach Baggins, which is, I highly recommend if you're near Vegas. Get the VIP. It is totally worth the money. But uh, we've seen her three times, and we've all we've had personal experiences at least the first two times. We don't know yet about the third time, and it centers around my brother because my brother likes to egg her on. Oh no! First time we went in there, and each uh, tour guide we've had have not gone in there. There's a divot box in there that people say has caused has cursed uh, Post Malone. That our last our last tour guide is okay with the divot box. She's not okay with Peg going in with Peggy, as were our previous two other guides were not okay going in there with Peggy. I remember our first tour guide said that Peggy cusses at her when she's in there and she's been scratched. They tell you not to look directly in Peggy's eyes. She apparently blinks. And I can tell you that for a fact, she does blink. Because hmm. the second time we were in there, my brother got right in her face, was looking at her in the eyes and trying to get her to blink for him. He, she did She did not blink for him, she blinked for me. And I fucking noped the fuck out of there. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Back to the first time we left and it said the, the there's a spirit box in there and it said my brother's name. That's crazy. So back to the second time where she blinked, we went down to Fremont Street right afterwards, 
and we were told by the tour guys people get like a lot of bad luck if you stare at Peggy's eyes. Uh, there's a story through the the museum that there's a guy actually got an auto accident right after being in there with Peggy. Um, we wasn't as bad as an auto accident, but what what happens to my brother on at night? Loses his debit card. Worst place to lose your debit card in Vegas. Yeah. People are gonna start using that shit. Thankfully, we figured it out right away and we shut it down through the bank. And but he fucked Peggy and paid the price a little bit at least. The last time we were in there, the third time, they don't let you stand in there no more. Look at her, talk to her. It's a walkthrough. Pretty much, you walk through, look at her, and get out. Because they've had, a, I guess they've been having a lot of reports about people having bad luck with her. So I'm a believer with Peggy. There's something inside her. I saw her blink. You can believe me or not believe me, but I saw what I saw. I don't know if it was in the mind's eye <laughs> or if she actually blinked. But she's for real, and I try to show her a little respect every time I go in there. Because if it's the story's true that it's a little girl that died during the Holocaust, that's awful, and I want to be as nice to her as possible. I can also tell a couple other experiences we had at the Haunted Museum this time around. Uh, well, I'm going to go back to the second time we've been there. There's a basement in the building where apparently uh, Janet Jameson, the porn star, <laughs> was... Uh, her brother grew up in that house. Was like, And there's records saying that when he was born, that's the address. And he apparently witnessed satanic rituals down there and actual human sacrifices of children, women and children. They have it set up down there with the voice, the, one of the spirit boxes. First, first time I went down there, I said my cousin's name. This uh, second time we went down there, the last time we went, said my cousin's sister-in-law's name. I can throw that to being a little trickery from the museum because their names are on the, on the books of entering it. So somebody can just be in a room watching a camera and saying their names. <laughs> but the last time they also said, as me and my brother walked by, they, yeah, the thing said brothers. Then <laughs> I was in a other part of the museum that was I can't I can't remember even the story what it is there but something literally pulled on my shirt I looked up I didn't caught nothing but something did pull on my shirt I had personal I've had I've had feelings that somebody was standing next to me I thought my brother stood stood next to me at one point in there I'm not gonna explain which times these are these are just <laughs> these are just <laughs> times we've been there we've been there three times so these are just all random stories from there now I've had it where my brother I thought my brother was standing next to me. My brother is 6'7", I'm 6'3", so it makes me look short, but when my brother when my brother stands next to you, you you can feel his presence. I felt my brother's presence on my right side. I looked my left side, my brother was on my left side. Nobody was on my right side. That's and, crazy. So this, thing, this, this place just has <laughs> artifacts from serial killers, to haunted dolls, any kind of haunted thing you can think of. And you can feel it in there. And uh, one of the spookiest things that we experienced, my cousin and her husband, the, they, we had, they were staying in their hotel room. We had to switch rooms because we had loud hotel neighbors. And the room they got had two beds. And being married, they only need to sleep in one bed, so the second bed was free. My cousin's husband said he woke up in the middle of the night, heard rustling. He thought... My cousin moved to the other bed. He looks over. She's in the bed with him. He laid awake for a good three minutes and can hear the rustling of the bed next to him. Like somebody was in there. The next morning, he gets out of the shower and my cousin goes, what the hell happened to your back? Three scratch marks across his back. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, it's that. It's... They, there's, there could be trickery with uh, them he hearing their voices on the voice boxes and everything, but there's also been like shit that's just like it's too weird to explain. There's yeah. some shit going on over there. Yeah. So I highly recommend it. I, what I do every time I go in there during the, the gift shop, I walk out the door backwards. I've always been told by people that are sensitive to 
to the paranormal and I've actually heard it on a, many other things. If you walk out of a haunted place backwards, nothing's going to latch onto you. I've done it all three times, haven't been fucked with. They walk out normal, they get fucked with hmm. afterwards. My brother walked out backwards this last time, didn't get fucked with. So I tell them every time, I swear to God, walk out backwards, nothing's going to come with you. So I, there you go. I walk out backwards, and it's just, you know, call it superstition or what, but I haven't been fucked with the whole time, so... But I also don't really get fucked with too much when it comes to it. I tested tried and true, then walk yeah. out backwards. Walk out backwards. Then I'm going to have to remember that for when I finally get to go. Moonwalk the shit out of there. Yeah. They don't look at you weird at all. They, they understand. They work there. <laughs> they've, they've probably had people do crazier stuff than that. Oh, yeah. On the way out. Oh, yeah. They probably have people try to steal the artifacts there. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't imagine wanting one of those artifacts that bad that you try to steal it. Because uh-huh. there's too much. Well, I guess it depends on the person too, right? Because I think that's the type of place that a lot of people would visit just for like, what they would call the novelty well, of they it. Have serial, even if they're they have not believers. a serial killer room. So yeah, serial yeah, killers yeah. are hugely popular nowadays and they got like legit artifacts. There. Yeah. Also, then that stuff, I imagine people would definitely want to yeah. steal then, yeah. But they watch them pretty well. That, that room's lit up as light as it can get. They're making sure nobody's stealing anything <laughs> there. You're not getting away with anything. Okay. So that's... But before we get to your story, sorry uh-huh. to cut you no, off. No, no, no. I have a throwback to our last episode. I had a dream about the black-eyed children. <laughs> and I don't. did I mention that I had an intense dream the last episode we were on? Because we talked a lot, and I don't know if I did, but if I didn't, I have, for anybody listening, I have very intense dreams, I have vivid dreams, but I'm also able to, I got a good enough psyche where I turn nightmares into my favor. Like if, say, Freddy Krueger's chasing after me, I turn around, take his glove, and stab him with it. (laughs) I really don't wake up too often where I'm the one that died. I'm usually killing things and it freaks my roommate out because I tell him about it. He's all, I tell him about, (laughs) hey, I killed a bunch of zombies last night. And he's like, why do you have these fucking dreams, you psycho? (laughs) It's just like, it's a personal horror movie for me. (laughs) So anyways, the dream starts out. I'm in my dad's house. My dad's still, my dad and stepmom still live in this house. But I keep ha- I have a lot of dreams about like houses I houses I lived in when I grew up. Either the first house I lived in when I, that I lived in until I was 14 with my mom that I grew, that was, is my childhood home, or my dad's house he currently lives in, and it's like I'm only I'm living there but I'm an adult, and so I'm having this this dream goes on. There's I can't remember what led up to it, but. I'm trying to like go to sleep and there's just banging on the window constantly. And my dad's, what's going on? And, and freaking, we look outside and there's kids out there. And I'm like, who the hell are these kids? And then I'm like looking and it's black eyed children. <laughs> and my dad's just like freaked out. He's like, oh no, don't go out there. And I'm like, fuck this. I'm tired of these damn kids. I'm gonna teach my goddamn lesson. <laughs> yeah, these kids all start turning into gray aliens. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And they're running at me, and I'm just having them bounce off of, off of me, knocking them all down like I'm Andre, Andre the Giant. <laughs> like, like it's like it's funny because it's like there are all these weak little gray aliens trying to attack me, and it's just like these kids are nothing. They're not even really kids, they're little freaking aliens. And they're sh- I saw their ship ship land in the middle of the street, and I'm yelling at the ship, like, you want some too? And then I, then I woke up laugh, pretty much laughing. You're about to take on the whole ship. So the black-eyed children, who turned out to be actual alien-human hybrids, like I thought, were trying to attack me in my dreams, Peggy style. <laughs> they came to give you a warning for talking about him, and then you fucked them up. I fucked them up. They're, they're like, it's like it's like the episode of uh, Rick and Morty where they go in the prince, the math teacher's dreams, and they find out his psyche is like way better than they thought. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I just had, I had to bring that up. I just thought it was funny that we talk about the black-eyed kids. I, I have a dream about it. You have a dream about it. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not ready to... I'm not mentally prepared to deal with a haunted freaking doll um, well, coming to visit or say hi. <laughs> I, I promise if you dream about her, I will show up on your doorstep and I'll hang out with you and we'll watch, <laughs> we'll watch cartoons from our youth to 
clear, cl- cleanse the palate. <laughs> I, I don't know. We might have to. I, 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 oh, Peggy I, will enjoy the cartoons. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> well, it, as long as it gets her to leave me the hell alone, that's fine. Because mm-hmm. I, well, I've, and I, I've told you, right, that I've experienced, like, the feeling of somebody crawling into my bed with me and stuff. I've had that. Yeah, so that's, I would not be prepared to deal with her in that way. I'm sure I had, like, some kind of female ghost in my first apartment. (gasps) Like. Were you violated? Almost. Oh my gosh. It felt like it. It felt like it. uh, The first time I was laying in bed, and uh, on Saturday nights, my, uh, two of my friends would stay the night. Because they would go play disc golf in the morning with my my roommate. So Saturday night was always the night to hang out, uh, play video games, watch movies, eat junk food, whatever. We're all in our early 20s, so we're staying up. We're staying up fucking super late, and they're getting up super early to go play disc golf because you have all the energy in the world when you're in your 20s. But at this time, for some reason, I went to bed early. I think I was just tired. Cause I think I, a lot of times I'd fall asleep before them because I was because I was early, I'm always been an early riser. I just can't help it because I have a my job's six to two thirty, so my body will just automatically wake up. And if I'm trying to stay up sometimes with friends on a weekend, I'm passing out on the couch, and I'll tap out and go to my room. So that's this is one of those nights I tap out and go to my room. I have my door open a little ajar, and I'm just because for me to fall asleep. Sometimes I need some background noise, and I was instead of having the TV on, I was using them as background noise, just listening to their conversation because they're having some funny ass conversations playing Call of Duty. And so, I guess I fall asleep, but I didn't know I fell asleep. I don't know what was going on. I was like in, I was like half in, half out of a dream or something. But I I remember looking at my door, and I saw my door open a little bit and close a little bit, and I'm like, that's weird. Then I'm laying on my back on my bed and I feel somebody lay atop of me. Not threatening. Like lovingly, like like somebody like your lover's on top of you. And I went to put my arms around whoever was on top of me. Then I'm like I snapped out of it and I'm just like, what the fuck was that? And he, Nobody was there. I didn't see nobody, but I can, I could, at the time I could picture this girl, like light brunette hair, curly hair on top of me. And actually that wasn't the night where the door opened and closed. This, this was just more than one night, the first night it happened where I felt like somebody on top of me. It happened only one other time where the door did the opening and closing thing. And... I saw that and that freaked me out initially. Then I felt somebody reach from behind me and spoon me from behind. And I flipped the fuck out that time. It wasn't, didn't, I didn't feel like I was loving or anything. It just freaked me out so much. I jumped out of bed. I fucking started throwing fist on my bed. Oh my and, gosh. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> then, that, then I guess like I, that was kind of the time where I, they didn't feel welcome to. <laughs> touch me no more <laughs> they're like okay no 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 come back up and i've had a i had a friend stay the night with me in that in that same room and she woke me up in the middle of the night panicking and said somebody just walked through this room and i'm like well maybe it was thomas my roommate and she's all no it wasn't him somebody walked through here and i got up and i'm like nobody's in here there's nobody here and she's like, i swear to god i saw somebody just walk through so it was haunted and apparently whatever whoever was in there had a crush on me <laughs> <laughs> well you had a ghost boo yeah okay so just i'll just gonna circle back really quick when when i were, were talking about haunted dolls mm-hmm. like little blonde haunted dolls did you ever live in a house with or did like your relatives ever have porcelain dolls just those creepy porcelain dolls my cousin had a doll with a penis a doll with a penis? It was a baby doll. It had to be from the 80s. Mm-hmm. And he literally had a penis. Huh. That's the only, that's the only weirdest one I can remember. <laughs> All the dolls I grew up with were my buddy and uh, Cabbage Patch Kids. So. Oh, okay. No, I don't think we, none of us had really like antique dolls. 
Okay. My mom collected frogs for some reason. At frogs. That time. Yeah. See, I wish that's what I wish my grandma collected frogs. So my my uh, paternal grandmother had a thing for those porcelain dolls that are all dressed up in like Victorian style clothing and stuff, and she she loved to collect those. And her whole thing was she wanted each of us to have our own doll that looked like us. So she would scour like the shops and go searching for dolls that specifically looked like all of her grandchildren. Have you ever seen the episode of Seinfeld where they find a doll that looks like George's mom? No. You need to look up that episode. It's hilarious. Uh, his girlfriend has a doll collection and one of them looks like his mother. Oh my and gosh. he steals it and he's sitting at the diner with it and he could hear the doll yelling at him, why do you eat so fast? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta choke. And then everybody's like, it doesn't look like your mom. It doesn't look like your mom. Well, she was. Everybody else was like, oh my God, it looks like your mom. Um, his girlfriend was like, swearing up and down, it doesn't look like your mom until his dad walked in and the dad heard, heard the damn doll yell and ripped the doll's head off. <laughs> How do you like that? <laughs> nice. So I, well, my grandma what, like had this whole thing about needing to find the dolls, and so when I was really young, my hair was really blonde. Mm -hmm. I'm the only one of my siblings who, you know, came out with blonde hair, blue eyes. My hair got dark, like naturally darker as I got older, but when I was really young, it was pretty blonde. So she went and found one that was blonde, curly-haired, had the blue eyes. Um, you know, the little rosy cheeks and the freckles, because I had a lot of freckles when I was younger. And that thing, I swear, I know she gave it to me out of love, and she's like, look, I found it for you. Isn't it so beautiful? It looks just like you. And that that thing just scared the ever-living shit out of me. I hated that doll. And they always put it on this little vanity that I slept next to in the bedroom. Oh, wow. They put it right there. It was right against my bed. The vanity was there. So it's the little vanity mirror. This mm -hmm. tiny little spot, just big enough to maybe put like a jewelry box, and then my bed. And they shoved that doll into that little jewelry box spot. <laughs> and they were like, this is where she lives now. And if I would move it, they would. she would get upset with me. And I didn't want to hurt. No, my, well, my, oh. my grandmother. <laughs> my grandmother. And I didn't want to be a jerk. I didn't want to be a jerk and, and just keep hiding the doll that she gave to me yeah. and, you know, searched for and stuff. But that thing, I swear, that thing would turn its head and look at me at night. Oh. And there was a couple of times where I, I remember specifically getting out of bed and walking slowly towards my door, which was opposite my bed, mm -hmm. and just watching its head turn wow. and watch me walk out the door. And I would freak out. And the first time it happened, I ran and I grabbed my grandma and I told her what happened. She came into the room, turned the light on, and that thing was facing straight forward wow. the way that it was originally. I swear that thing was fucking haunted. But it, it, it wasn't that like it was trying to get me or anything. It would just watch me and it was just yeah. really creepy and it was, it was just one of those things. So I do not like the whole doll thing, but now I have this... Because I react physically violent <laughs> when I'm scared. So like if somebody were to come around a corner and my family has learned this the hard way, they can't jump scare me because I will swing. You're going to have a hard time at that haunted museum. Oh no! I'm, I'm gonna. I'm Especially gonna just keep COVID's my hands. Over. I'm gonna keep my hands in my pocket. You're gonna the, have to stay towards the center of the group and not volunteer for anything. Oh no! <laughs> okay. Um, I'm gonna keep that in mind because yeah, when when I get jump scared and stuff, I I have a tendency to swing, mm -hmm. and even when something scares me and there is nothing there, I'm still like. My fists are up. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my tiny little, you know, I have good, five foot three self. But. I have good, uh, I have like good reflexes to hit things, but jump scares don't get me. People try to jump scare me and I'll stand there and stare at them. Yeah. So but you know. yeah, I have, a, I, I have a good instant, instant thing where it's like, I know if I'm in danger or not. <laughs> and if I know if it's just somebody trying to scare me, I'll just stare at them like, what? <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm I'm the type of person that's just way too distracted. Yeah. And it's so it's cut it's quite easy to jump scare me. Mm -hmm. And just yeah, people learn the hard way. Don't jump scare me, Matt. So now moving on to my story. Uh, I'm gonna circle back because I, I have a little bit of an obsession with uh, Japanese urban myths. No, oh, I know that. <laughs> I love me some Japanese urban myths. So the one that I the one that I really hear the most about it's one of the most popular ones so i'm sure that some of you have heard different 
versions of the story, um, if not just the original one, or if we can even tell which one is the original one anymore. So this is um, the story of the slit mouth woman, or the urban legend of the slit mouth woman, which is a Japanese urban legend. So forgive me, I don't speak Japanese, so forgive me if I butcher the name. <laughs> But I believe it's pronounced the Kuchusaki, Kuchusaki Ona, the Kuchusaki Ona Kuchi? ghost. Kuchisaki. Kuchu. Is it Kuchu? Kuchu. Oh, am I reading the wrong thing? Yeah. No, it's Who's that? it's spelled like that, but oh. this is the pronounced. Oh, the okay, the Kuchu. So it's you gotta the, get the Chu because it's, it's, it's Chu Kuchu Saki Ona. No. H is yeah. really yeah. So I'm good for pronunciations for some reason. <laughs> Kuchu, the Kuchusaki Ona. And that's, it's basically an urban legend that revolves around the ghost of a young woman who haunts the townspeople uh, by approaching them and asking them if, asking them a very particular question before she either harms or kills them. Um, this urban legend became really popular in the late 70s in Japan. It's known as one of the more modern Japanese urban legends and known as one of the ones that kind of kickstarted the whole uh, the whole of the modern Japanese urban stories, urban legend stories. Um, started in a, in a basically the, the way that I understood it is it started in a small suburb where an old woman said that, you know, she came into contact with the slip mouth woman standing in the corner of her garden. She then, you know, told somebody and we all know how it works. It just kind of spreads. Snowballs. Yeah, pr primarily through children. Um, according to most of the reports that I read, mm -hmm. it primarily spread from children. Um, started, you know, there in that village. And then as schools in Japan advanced into cluster schooling, yeah. kids took those stories to other kids in bigger cities and so that's like yeah. what bloody mary would have been to our generation yeah pretty much but this was in the obviously in, in 70s yeah in japan. yeah late 70s japan um but the story as they tell it is that the woman is originally from the Edo period and she was a uh, she was a young, extremely beautiful woman who married a very accomplished samurai. Yeah. She was either his wife or one of his concubines. Mm -hmm. um, either way, she she was very very vain. So she was just really into herself, and she apparently would like to go around seeking the attention of other people, you know, men and women and stuff in the village because she was really into herself and she really liked to hear from other people how beautiful she was. And uh, the samurai, he, he didn't like it, so he constantly kept an eye on her. He just yeah. kind of had a feeling about her. And so turns out that his hunch about her was correct. And um, she was caught cheating on him. She was caught with another man. Slut. So, <laughs> so in order to punish her, he took away the one thing that she loved the most about herself, so he mutilated her face. No. He took a knife and cut her from ear to ear. What, basically Joker just on her? Yeah, he did. <laughs> basically just slicing her face completely no, open. So serious. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so he took that away from her and it said that shortly after um she died, because she basically died from sadness because she wasn't beautiful anymore. So, you know, the whole... Damn, I would have been dead a long time ago. <laughs> the whole Padme fucking shit dying of sadness. But, um... Fuck Padme. She had two kids to take care of. <laughs> she just was too lazy. She just died of sadness. Gave one to fucking the guy from L.A. Law. That spanning guy. <laughs> the guy from L.A. Law. Oh, no, a... don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, she was... She was killed because of that. And, and then just, like, in... Which is one of my favorite things about like Japanese tales, Japanese urban legends, and scary stories, right? Is their ghosts always come back? Something is always done to them by one person. Oh, it's like the Grinch. And the ghosts always take it come out back, <laughs> and they want revenge on the entire world, not just that person. They need revenge on literally everything that exists. So it's like the first first death wish. His wife gets killed, daughter gets raped, and he takes it out on the rest of the thugs in New York instead of going to find Jeff Goldblum and kill him. Uh, 
I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> to me, that's just always really weird. I, I don't... Yeah, they're just an angry ghost. They're an angry spirit. They don't give a shit who they fuck up with. They're just fucking with everybody. Well, see, the thing is, though, is that it, there's no clarification that she actually comes back and really punishes the samurai. Right, because he's the one who they never do, because it's they're they're freaking pretty much uh, um, what you call it? They're they're I guess the word I'm looking for is internal internal spirit spirit. Just samurai's gone. Like, samurai's long gone, and it's just she's pissed off whoever whoever is the first one she sees wants to take it on anybody. She's angry that she's fucking looks like the Joker. Wants to fucking look at everybody like they're a Batman samurai and kill them. <laughs> Just watch the world burn. Well, see, the thing the thing that kind of confuses me about this particular legend is that it ties into her coming and haunting, well, modern days, you know, back in the 70s when she was a big deal. Um, she would come after children. She would, she would come scare and kill children. So she's like, this is like very similar to La Garona in our childhood. Well, with La Llorona, it makes She's sense, right? Because kids. they kill her. Like, the she kills her kids. The story is still very similar because well, a lot of people have it, like, all kinds of different ways. Like, because it always stems from a shitty husband. Not saying the samurai was a shitty husband, but, like, a shitty relationship. And, like, the story I grew up learning with La Llorona is, like, fucking... She was pre- She had the kids. Her husband was at war. Did not want to have children, even though he knocked her up twice, which the story makes no sense to me. But it was planning on. Ki- he got a letter from him planning on she was. He was going to kill her and the kids when he got back from war, and uh, so the kids wouldn't have to suffer through that death. She instead makes him suffer more and drowns him. <laughs> but that's just the story my dad told me. There's been so many different interpretations on the La Llorona thing, but it's like, mm-hmm. I'm just saying, it's, sim- it's similar because she comes back and tries to take kids, but her story makes more sense, like you were saying. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I was just oh, going, no, no. going with what I what was familiar to me, and it was like, from the start, it was like really similar to the La Llorona thing. Yeah, see, it, it kind of has, it does have that same vibe where she comes back. Like, it just kind of, to me, it's weird because, well, there are two different stories, though. There is, when it became a big urban legend in the 70s, um, it was used to scare kids. Because, like I said, it spread through kids which, to other kids. Which was why La Garona was, <clears throat> was a big thing. It was to scare the kids from the bodies of water so they wouldn't drown. Uh, well, see, the way that I understand La Llorona is, is it was a curfew thing, yeah. but that's from my me- my family in Mexico. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then like, the, it scared the, the shit out of us. Santa so. Fe sto- the Santa Fe story, like the Albuquerque story, they wanted the kids to stay away from the ditches and the real grand. And because because she drowned her kids, so she walks the riverbank and walks around going, "Mijos, mijos, donde estar, mijos," <laughs> looking for her children. Because they drowned. And if you're a child af- out after dark by the river where you're not supposed to be, like, like I said, it's a curfew thing, but it's also, she was a ditch witch. And like there's a ditch witch, there's ditch witch stories up in the north, they're not like, I don't know if they're called a the ditch witch. And they're always like, there's a lady that's going to steal, steal your kids by uh, bodies of water that you're not supposed to be near of without an adult. And it was just pretty much to prevent childhood dr- drownings. Well, I think it's safe. It's safe to say that with a lot of these, is just they get manipulated for personal use. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but with with this one, there, there's a version where she goes solely after children, and then there are other documented and written versions where she's only coming after men. And then there's there's also some that you know just See, the it's men, a broad the, spectrum. The men one makes the most sense because she wants revenge on all men. You know that girl that you all, everybody knows in their life, they have one bad relationship and she hates all men. <laughs> oh, I hate all men. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, 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 I hate all men, but I've had good relationships. <laughs> no, I'm just I don't, I don't hate all men. You're an enigma. <laughs> I don't hate all men. You guys are okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, all the listeners to the show are okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys are all okay. You're, you're not great, but you're okay. <laughs> Well, see, the, that's the one that made more sense to me, was having her come after men, because yeah. she was hurt by a man and stuff. So basically, the the way that it goes is, 
in the 70s one, she approached, she would approach children or just people in general wearing a long trench coat and covering her face with a surgical mask, which is normal dress for, you know, that period in Japan because yeah. wearing the surgical mask to stop the spread of germs and stuff has always kind of been a normal thing in Japan yeah. because of the high population. Yeah. So she would walk up, and it would it would be very unsuspecting. You just kind of thought she was another woman, um, but she would she would come very close, sometimes sneak up, and then suddenly just kind of turn the corner and end up right in front of you. Mm -hmm. And she would get very 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 close and ask, "Do you think I'm beautiful?" And if you responded yes, she would remove the surgical mask and get closer, revealing, you know, her mutilated face. Uh, still dripping with blood and cut up and she would ask once again am i still beautiful and then depending on your answer there were different outcomes well kind of the same outcome just in different ways so if you shuddered in fear and said no she would kill you instantly yeah. some of them say that she uses um a knife there's a couple accounts that I read where people say that she actually had a sword kind yeah, of like the samurai, samurai sword. Uh, there are other people that just say it's just a huge pair of scissors oh that'd be the worst yeah if she start cutting shit off yeah so and then and then that varies too because it'd be so, like she would stab you in the face to death uh, or she would just start hacking away at you till you were dead and then there are some accounts where she just straight up will cut you in half just a clean slice cut you in half and then so that's that's what would happen if you told her no you shut her in fear and you tell her no she's not beautiful she would kill you instantly if you told her yes that she was beautiful she would take out the the knife and or scissors or whatever and she would mutilate your face to match her face i'd be down with that i'd date her after that <laughs> we'd match and get we'd, we'd, but we'd go shopping for masks all the time and they're matching trench coats and oh no i'd, I'd help her <laughs> that's awful but she so basically yeah she would mutilate your face but you know there's there's obviously a possibility that you would live through that yeah um well she'd have to love being ugly like her yeah basically she just wants you to look Even the same she probably wasn't that ugly she probably was just interesting looking <laughs> there's well okay so i'm just gonna go ahead and do like spoilers anyway i have special effects makeup on the way because i'm going to do the slip mouth woman. Oh, you can't do that in front of me. I have, <laughs> I have the hots for Melina from uh, Mortal Kombat. Oh, she God. Has, she has that shit going on. She has a mask and everything. So, so yeah. you're, you're telling me this story. This story wasn't seem that bad to me. Like I said, I'd date her. <laughs> you can't date a ghost. Why not? I well, did date uh, a actually, ghost. Actually, you I know told what? You. The, there are. There are I, there's a woman who's married to a ghost. Oh, uh, she got divorced. That pirate ghost? Got, she, that's right. She got divorced. They got divorced. They that's right. She he was hanging. He got. He got. He got. Uh, other. He got the other side scurvy and gave it to her. Yeah. There you and go. There's no. There's. There's. There's no meds for that here because it's nope. from the afterlife. Nope. Can't. Can't get rid of afterlife scurvy when you're still alive. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So. So there's that version where she would just, you know, she would. Um, mess up your face to match her or it said that if you could tell her that yes she was still beautiful and mean it just like you would probably tell her she would let you she would let you go yeah. in that moment but it said that and this probably just sounds good to you too but it said that <laughs> she would uh she would follow she would follow the men home and kill them later in their sleep that doesn't sound good i don't want to die in my sleep <laughs> i don't know with you anymore but <laughs> But yeah, so she would follow the well, men I don't home. Want to die, I know that much. <laughs> she would follow the men home later and kill them in well, their sleep. I w so when I, I was in Vegas one year, and <laughs> they had the Fright Dome, which is the uh, what the hell is it? It's uh, the Adventure Dome at Circus uh, Circus, the theme park, and they, they turn it into the Fright Dome uh, every October. Actually, met uh, Elvira there. Got her nice. autograph. Amazing, amazing <laughs> woman. Met Linda Blair there from The Exorcist, bitch. <laughs> Leave it at that. And uh, so, but anyways, they had an urban legends house, haunted house there. And one of the urban legends was that it was her. I don't know if it was an American versionized version of her or if it was her, but it's it was the girl with the slit mouth and asking, "Am I pretty? Am I pretty?" 
And my first instinct was, you are fucking gorgeous. <laughs> I just kept walking. Well, but like, well, and then she is, she's described as a very beautiful woman. So you, you'd imagine, like, especially with a surgical mask, you would just think it's a regular, just beautiful woman. Yeah, we would, we'd, we'd have Mortal Kombat uh, cosplay all the damn time. <laughs> I'd dress up like, I'd, I'd be a different guy all the time, but she had to be Melina all the time. <laughs> sometimes it'd be Kano, sometimes I'd be Vidu King, and we'd do it accordingly to whoever I was. Use their skills. I get some bicycle <laughs> kicks in there with Luke King. But she would always have to be Melina. Well, all she had to do was not bite me. Ah. <laughs> so what if she had the teeth like her? I, like I said, I'm very attracted to her. You're still into it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more the hair because I wasn't attracted to the Melina in the new movie. It did not look like like my Melina. Ah. I was very sad. It's, it's always sad when they don't look the way they're supposed to. You're anticipating. <laughs> you're just like, fuck. It's you like, ruined it. It's like they, they exist. They've looked like this for 10 video games. Yeah. <laughs> and you change them. How dare you change it? <laughs> so, okay. So, yeah, in most versions of the story, that's how she would kill you. So, it's kind of a lose lose if you come across her you were gonna die. But there are other stories that say that there are ways to confuse her, and this is said to come from the children, like a few children who were able to distract her long enough to run and hide, and as long as you're sure you lost her, you could go home safely. Nice. So basically, the way that the children came up with to distract her was to give her indirect answers when she asked Am I beautiful? So like what any child does. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Is that why well, all these children do this nowadays? Just indirect answers. Well, I don't know, because kids are pretty up, up front and honest. I don't know. I, I was, I've I had my a... feelings hurt by kids so many times. They're assholes. Oh, that's true. I got told I was fat by a child that I didn't know, and I told her she was ugly. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, dude, kids are fucking mean. But yeah, so anyway... Um, basically that you have to give her an indirect answer. So if she comes up and she asks, am I beautiful? You can tell her, meh, so-so. <laughs> you, you could be like, so-so. Or tell her that she's average. And apparently it confuses her because she's so vain. She does not understand so she what walked, that means. So she walked up to me here. She's like, am I beautiful? And I'd be like, yeah, for the South Valley. <laughs> for the South Valley. That's awful. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, it would, it would throw her off apparently. And she would kind of have to just stand there and contemplate what the hell you mean. And apparently that gives you enough time to run away. Well, there's still people that are listening to us contemplate what the fuck the South Valley is. Only our local people are going to get it. That's true. Just No, but I'm sure everybody has their own version of the South Valley. You can interpret that however you want. South Valley is probably amazing in California. Not here. Not here. <laughs> <laughs> And then um, the the other way that the children, well, this one actually comes from uh, grown-ups that say that you can deter her by throwing money. <laughs> you can throw you can throw money like either over her or towards her, and it will distract her. I do that at work all the time with homeless people. Just throw money. <laughs> they take it. They appreciate it. <laughs> and the other the other way to distract her is to throw um, candies. And the, I'm not even going to try to say the candy, but it's basically See, I'm not just... wasting my candy on her. <laughs> it's a traditional Japanese hard candies. So they're giving her... They're giving her Werther's? The stuff that you find in your grandma's purse? Oh, I love those. That was my grandpa's favorite candy. They, they have really cool chewy ones that are sugar-free that I like. See, I can't do the chewy ones. It's I, my, my teeth just like... Well, that's why my fillings come out, and that to get the <laughs> fillings. Wasted $80 on my credit card. But yeah, so that's that's basically the only way to survive her is, is to confuse her and then run away. So she's... Sounds like a Pokemon. <laughs> because she's confused. <laughs> Time to run. But um, basically, that's, that's pretty much the urban legend of her. Uh, she became really big um, in the 70s in Japan, and a lot of people say that 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 um, myth is still used in cases where there are mutilations, like murders and stuff. Oh, wow. So the, it still occasionally comes up and people will blame it on the slip-faced woman. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, please don't do that. There's probably actually a serial killer. <laughs> please be 
be calm and collected. Um, they, it actually did cause when well, when the myth was going around in Japan, it did cause them to put precautions in order because people believed that the children were actually seeing bad things happening and just interpreting it yeah. as a ghost. Well, so they started having the kids walk home in pairs, and nobody was to go anywhere alone and things like that. Well, so. that's just that's just that's just smart. Being pairs, always being groups. Yeah, pedophiles don't attack groups. Uh, well, but, I mean, just in general, it yeah. kind of sucks because that rule still applies to women. Oh, true. Uh, but uh, also with the mutilated face, though, we describe it, the cutting of the mouth like the Joker style, that there's an actor. Uh, he's in Braveheart and Sons of Anarchy. Really good Irish actor. But it's called a Glasgow Smile. Yeah. Yeah, see, and, I have that written down, yeah, too. Yeah, <laughs> and he's, uh, he's got one of those. And it's like, it, it healed nicely, but he's got the scars. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he did in his early life to, to bring that upon himself, but... Get a Glasgow smile. Well, that's what it's called, Glasgow smile, so it's like, it's like it's it's weird how every nation has its own interpretation on different things. Yeah, and see, with, with I don't know, like I said, it just kind of like, it, it's crazy to me that in all of these Japanese, the, the, the ghosts are always so vengeful. Like they're angry. It's just so Angry mad. at everybody and making noises all... <laughs> just like gotta gotta just you know fuck everybody i had to die early everybody dies early everybody dies early <laughs> i don't get no cake fuck this cake yeah that's like that's like teachers you get in school man like one class fucks them up i'm i'm mad at this class go mad at all the other class book work for the rest of the year <laughs> i've had that happen like five times it's like maybe you should not be a teacher no well, we, we can't all have good teachers. I've never had a good teacher. No, I've had a couple. I've had a couple of good ones, yeah. I find I, I, I like my college professors more than I ever liked a grade school teacher, for sure. But I did have like one or two cool grade school teachers where I go back and I'm like, yeah, you were cool. If I ever ran into you in the street, I'd say hi. But, yeah. Okay, so there was that. And now, gremlins. Yeah, uh... Amber's review on Gremlins. I forced her to watch it because I was mad that she has never seen it. Part two is still sitting around here somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll eventually watch it, but I don't think we'll have to review it. It's still in the drawer. Gotta watch it. Yeah. But um, I really, really liked it. I, I see what all the hype is about because you know there's always been like really cool fan art and stuff that I've seen before, and I've always seen like the jokes that people make about it, which obviously at the time would just go over my head, and kind of watching it, everything just kind of clicked into place. Um, I, I liked it, and it's it just the best way that I think I can describe it is, is a funny horror Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie. Yeah. People consider it a Christmas movie. Yeah. Uh, I, wa- I watch it every Christmas. So the, that, those are the, definitely the vibes that it gives off. Mm. It's just like a good Christmas movie. Um, I thought it was hilarious at some points. Um, you loved Gizmo. I loved you were Gizmo. Losing your mind over Gizmo. I was. I was completely losing my mind over Gizmo. See, before I, before I watched the movie, I kind of just, you know, you, you piece together pieces of like information from mm-hmm. jokes and stuff that you get and I always assumed that Gizmo turned into like Gizmo himself turned into yeah. the the ugly ones you know <laughs> but um, now after watching it I'm just like oh Gizmo there was a there is an alternate ending never never filmed I don't think even was discussed to ever get filmed it, I think it might have hit storyboards where Gizmo did eat after midnight to battle the gremlins and he turned into like an actual butterfly type of thing so he so he was supposed to be good at heart the whole time even when he would would turn into a gremlin and they do have a flying gremlin in the second one i'm not gonna say how it happens but there is a flying gremlin in the second one (laughs) (laughs) something to look forward to that's i a lot of people say the second one is way better than the first i'm gonna have to check that one out yeah what that one soon, but I, I was I did really really like the movie. Um, I I don't know I I, I really like those older movies because to me it just seems like logic is kind of out the door in those movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everything happens so fast and everyone's just okay with it. Yeah, like everyone adapts to those situations. Well, they're all hundred percent fine. All, they're all what always bothered me is everybody's 
super okay with this species they never heard of. Yeah. But I was I became okay with that logic once I first saw a chinchilla. I never heard of a chinchilla until my aunt had a chinchilla. <laughs> oh, I and, love chinchillas. And so it's just like, oh, this is what it's like to see a a mogwai for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> now when they start popping out fucking more mogwais getting wet, that's when they should have like taken it to a university, not the <laughs> high school science teacher. For real. <laughs> and the, that's that's the one thing that got me too. He's like, you know who needs to see this? This high school science teacher. This is who, exactly who I'm going to take it to. And then it's just another thing too. It's like you've never heard of this creature ever again. You bought it in some freaking shady shop and you bought it in a shady way and you're just totally okay with it yet this is fine this is normal <laughs> it's, the, it's the dog in the fire this is fine oh gosh <laughs> but yeah no i i really did enjoy the movie um i want a gizmo i'm probably gonna look for one because so i can just keep it on my bed because mm-hmm. I'm going to be one of those adults that ends up with a bunch of stuffed animals. But they're going to be creepy ones. Except Gizmo. Because he's fucking cute. Um, yeah. So, that the, I, yeah. I'm bad at movie reviews. But it was good. <laughs> I'm sure everyone, I'm sure everyone out there has seen it, okay? But I'm like the only one. Um, They've seen it now through your eyes. <laughs> yeah. It's cute, Christmassy, and there's murder. There's murder. There's tons of... There's a Santa Claus gets murdered. Yeah. Old lady gets murdered. Honestly, it, when it first started, it was one of those movies that I thought, okay, well, people are going to get hurt, but nobody's actually going to get killed. And then a lot of people actually died. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. This <laughs> just, just makes it a little bit better. Yeah. But yeah, so it was really, really good. A good 80s kids movie. Yeah. Dark as fuck, but it's for kids. There you go. And, then, and that's why all the kids from the 80s are the way they are. I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> It's true. It's true. <laughs> okay, so now I have this this episode's movie homework assignment, and it's obvious it's gonna go back to the Slipmouth Woman. I did find a film. Um, it's the 2007 film called Carved: The Slipmouth Woman. So it's it's entirely based upon the modern version of the myth. So we're going to see the woman in the trench coat with the surgical mask. Um, I saw some pictures, some images from the movie. It looks interesting. Um, 2007, what was what was going on horror movie-wise? 2007? 2007. Uh, torture porn. Hmm. Saw series, Hostel. That's true. That, that, pretty sure that's what was in 2007 here. Let me get on the Googles. The Google. Hey, Google. Or that fucking little video with the old Spanish lady all trying to talk to Google. And she's all, hey, Google! (laughs) I just typed in 2007 and not horror, so this is going to take a bit. (laughs) Oh, no. Well, this movie, I believe, I think it's an English movie. It might be a Japanese movie, but either way, this is what I want us to watch sometime before the next episode. There's a lot of good movies that came out that year. We got Rob Zombie's Halloween. We got Dead, oh best. We got Dead Silence. There's a lot of people that are mad at you for even calling that the best one. <laughs> no, we got no, no, Inside, which if you're pregnant, don't watch that. We got The Girl Next Door, which is one of the hardest movies I've ever had to watch. Who's so, in Who's in that one? Uh, it's a lot of actors that were really famous, but it's based off a true story of this kid's account of this mom. Her sons took their, their her niece and chained her up into the basement and tortured her oh, with yeah. all the neighborhood boys. Oh, that's yeah. based on a... It's based yeah, on a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's yeah. brutal. Inside, brutal movie. Uh, it's a woman attacking a pregnant woman trying to steal her kid. Trick or Treat, one of the greatest anthology Halloween movies ever. 1408, mm. decent movie. 20 weeks, 28 weeks later, better than 28 days later. We got the first wreck movie and the mist it's a good year oh i hate the mist <laughs> Just the I, ending. I hate Ooh. that movie grindhouse came out that year what did grindhouse grindhouse that's good one. and sweeney todd came out that year yeah i love good, sweeney todd it's a good year for horror yeah so that's why this one probably uh got buried because there's so much 
good horror coming out that year. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm also pretty sure it's just that it was a Japanese And I was wrong release, about the torture so. porn. I guess torture porn was a little earlier. Torture porn. Don't go look for it. Or maybe look for it. I don't know. Whatever you're Saw's into. Saw's good. Hostel's good. Hostel, just... Hostel, Hostel was pretty pretty brutal the first time I saw it. Yeah. But then that back then I just don't I, I don't think I was prepared for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well nobody knew what it was and yeah. it's just like Eli Roth even said I wasn't looking to make torture porn, I just made a movie and people called it torture porn. It was an accident. <laughs> happy accident. They're all happy accidents. <laughs> so uh no but nobody let us nobody let us know that they watched Sleepaway Camp or trap their friends into watching the ending of Sleepaway Camp so <laughs> we still have that we still don't have enough listeners for us to give you little challenges like that so maybe once we get more listeners I can give you little challenges like that and I still won't give away the ending because I want to eventually challenge you all to make your friends watch Sleepaway Camp and record the record their reactions to the end of the movie <laughs> and also if you if you are listening though and you want to check out the movie Carved um before the next episode go ahead and then after we give our review or even if you want to leave a review go ahead and do so because i will spoil the shit out of it i'm not gonna i'm not gonna freaking go spoilers and give you a warning i'm just gonna talk about the damn movie <laughs> we're just talking about it so if you want to watch it but on your own have form your own opinion before the next episode i suggest you do so because we're just gonna we're just gonna talk about it just, <laughs> i'm excited for it um I really, really like foreign horror movies. Uh, I think that... I, I don't know, I haven't seen too many really good Japanese horror movies. So I don't know how well the Japanese do horror. I like Korean horror. Korean horror is really good. Japanese horror is popular. They got a whole subgenre of J-horror, and they, that's all they did for a while here in America, is remake J- Japanese horror movies. Yeah, and but see, and think, those are the only ones think I've we, seen. I think we're kind of ruined... For for Japanese horror because we watched all the Americanized versions first. Or yeah, we should have like at least got to see the Japanese ones first, then hate on the American ones like everybody else in the world does. Yeah. <laughs> see, and then when when uh, the Americanized versions come out and they're kind of they're kind of scary, it just sets different expectations. Mm-hmm. Because the 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 stories behind them don't mean as much to us here. No, they don't. Whereas over there, those stories actually mean something. And they're popular. They're more popular. They're they're more respected there. Yeah. We respect our horror movies here. At least the 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 fucking country as a whole. Yeah. You can't you can't get nominated as a horror movie unless you're called a thriller, the Academy Awards. Uh, yeah, and that's complete bull. Yeah. But yeah. So that's going to be the the horror movie assignment. We're going to watch it. You can check out more information on both of those stories online. Um, We may may start posting links to where we find some of our information. You can add more information if you guys want to share some stuff with us, um, stories or other information that you have. Feel welcome to do so. I did post uh, about a link to 20. I think it was about 20 Black Eyed Kids... uh, stories in our discord yeah so, and they're apparently all the true accounts not just random stories people made up i mean they probably could made them up but they're supposed to be true accounts yeah okay well we'll do that and then i i want to also try to find some more stories um of people having actual face-to-face encounters because there are some stories where children supposedly encountered them and now they're adults in japan and you can find some of those stories i think online i just didn't have the time to go and actually look so if i do find them i'm going to post links also in the in the discord so everybody can check that out or if you guys find some and you want to share them feel free to send them over to me on instagram or just go post them in the discord because we love that shit so this is all for this one did you have anything else to add not really um. all right well um once again feel feel free to come and join the discord we would like to get as many people as we can in there um we're always going to be sharing our links and stuff in discord also welcome to follow us once again on our instagrams uh i can be found at luna skepsis on instagram i can be found at fredpole underscore kruger and at new mexico horror society 
and there will be a link to the discord i have to make it a permanent one i was dumb and didn't make it a permanent link last time it expired but i, I will put the new discord link that does not expire I up have, on my instagram i have the one that doesn't expire on my link tree on new mexico horror society and you can also find our podcast from that link tree so i got that all set up now there you go so the podcast is going to be available on anchor to begin with i think it only takes a day or two and then it's available pretty much everywhere else i listened to it i listened to our second episode on spotify so it's there yeah so it's it's definitely it'll be up on google play apple podcast spotify and a few other places there's going to be um on anchor there's actually a link that goes to all these other sites where the podcast is available so thanks for tuning in we're happy that you listened to another episode <laughs> oh and just really quickly to throw it in i am going to be doing 0.5 episodes where i just read stories to you I've always wanted to do it. I love sharing horror stories, especially with people who don't have the time to really pick up books and read. There are a lot of horror stories, short horror stories, classic horror stories that I feel need to be shared. That's very Edmund Kemper of you. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Edmund Kemper's a serial killer that does books on tape. You read Star Wars. Read, uh, check those out. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 wonderful <laughs> i'm not a serial killer i promise he's so a nice just, man that just happens to kill ladies just happens to kill ladies oh no okay but i i don't kill anybody okay i'm nice listen to me uh, so the first book that i'm going to be reading is i'm going to be reading frankenstein so if that sounds like something that interests you just keep an ear out for the 0.5 episodes those ones will be just me and we'll be trying to get on a regular schedule soon um we've just had a lot of stuff come up and kind of interfere with the original schedule but we look forward to putting more episodes out for you guys and like we said join the discord follow us on social media rate and review yeah it's important I, yeah. I hear on other people's podcast rate and review even if you think we're shit tell us how we can get better and we promise to only talk shit back to you slightly okay <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening thanks stay guys stay stu- <laughs> stupid Stay stoopy. Stay snoopy. Love is snoopy. <laughs> okay, bye.